0: If you've got your Bibles, you can go ahead and turn to John 15, John 15, 1. Jesus is the vine, and his followers are the branches. This is the first in a series about growing fruit in our lives. And so we're going we're to read this. And I, I do want you to notice something as we read down through this, these, uh, these verses. The word abides. The word abide. It is mentioned no less than 10 times throughout these 11 scriptures. And what it means, it means to obey, to observe, to follow, to accept, to heed, and respect. Abide. So I'm going to read down through this. And every time we come to the word abide, I want you to say that with me. Will you do that for me? And no, we're not going to have the girls do this and the boys do that. I'm just asking something really simple. When we come to the word abide, I want you to say that. All right? Are we ready? Do we have that scripture? We do. All right. It says, I am the true vine. My father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes it away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it may be more, bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides. abides in the vine. So neither can you unless you Abide. in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides. abides in me and I am him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not Abide. in me, he is thrown away. As a branch and dries up and they gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. But if you in me and my words in you ask whatever you wish and it will be done unto you. My father is glorified by this that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. Just as the father has also loved me. I'm not there yet. (laughs) Hey, you guys are doing good. You are like hanging on every word. You are doing good. Verse 9, just as the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. Abide Abide in my love. Now, catch that. Abide in my love. That, that, That is a good one. Verse 10, if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept the Father's commandments and... In his love. Now, notice there, I mean, there's uh, literally a person could preach for six months on this scriptures, and we will go back as the weeks go on. There's lots of different things that we'll pull out, out of this scripture. But there's some things I want you to notice. Notice right off the bat is the word abide. Now, I always love it <clears throat> when when leaders or or people that are in charge, when when they will get down and help people. And do the work with the people, the people underneath them. And if you'll notice here, Jesus says that He abides in the Father and the Father in Him. So we see that Jesus is doing something and He's asking us to do something, but He's asking us to do something that He already does. So He's not asking us to step out and do something completely different. No, He is asking us to do. Well, exactly what he's doing, to abide. Now, the, now the, the sermon title of this is, Don't Try to Grow It Alone. That sounds kind of funny at first, but have you ever heard someone tell you, well, don't try to do it alone, or don't try to go it alone? And, it, well, see, the idea is there that you need help. That you need some type of help, whether it's strength, whether it's, whether, you know, it's physical strength or whether it's mental strength or even financial. Whatever you're wanting to accomplish, you're going to need help, right? And see, it's no different when we grow in the Lord. It's no different when we grow in the fruit of the Spirit. We need help. And if you'll, I know there are several farmers here today, and if you'll let me use an analogy from, from the farming industry, which is all through the scriptures is, is used, think about this for a moment, what the farmer does, he goes out in the field and he tills up the ground, he has it sprayed and he gets rid of all the weeds, he puts the seed in the ground, right? And then what happens? And then what happens? It grows, but why does it grow? How many of you farmers ever had a failed crop? How many ever farmers had a failed crop? Well, what did you do wrong? You didn't do nothing wrong. There's so many things that a farmer cannot control to grow a crop. He can't make it rain. You can pray for rain. How many of you farmers ever prayed for rain? (laughs) Oh yeah, I know yeah. But see a farmer can't make it rain. The farmer can't make the sun shine and, and heat up the ground and make the make the seed come out of the ground. So a farmer can do everything right and still have a failed crop. If they try to do it on their own, it'll never work. Well see, that's the same thing is true with growing the fruit of the Spirit. You cannot do it on your own. You're just like a farmer. You can do all that you know to do, but unless the Holy Spirit is inside of you and, and you do what you know to do and then God does what he knows to do, only then will you grow fruit. All right, now think about this just for more. Galatians 5.22, if you've got your Bibles, you can turn there. We'll be there quite a bit the next few weeks. Galatians 5.22. And it lists the fruit of the Spirit. And here it is. And it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And then the Scripture says, against these things there is no law. I'm going to repeat that one more time. The fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control against such things there is no law now think about this just for a moment if you've seen someone that possessed all of these attributes what would you think about them what would you think would you think man there goes a miserable person would you think man they've got they've got a lot of problems would you think man I, i bet they can't even sleep at night is that what you would think what would you think If you've seen somebody that walked in love and forgiveness and kindness, and you've seen somebody that was faithful, what would you think about them? You would think they was joyous, right? You would think, man, they've got it figured out. And, you know, most of us would would want some of those qualities active in our life, wouldn't we? We would. So let me ask you a question, and myself included in this. Why don't we seek the fruit of the Spirit more? Why don't we look for that and search for it and do everything we can to grow inside of us love and joy and peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control? Why don't we go out of our way to grow that? Why don't we, why don't we do whatever it takes to do that? Hmm. I think I know why. Because so much of the time, and I think it really falls into two categories. I think the one category is, is think, we think that we have to do it all on our own. You know, it's it's all me, I've got to do this, oh, I can't do cuss no more, oh, I've got to forgive everybody, oh, I've got to love everybody. And that, that traffic, i got to be nice in traffic. And we think, we feel like it all falls on us. We've all got to do it all by ourselves. And let me tell you, if we try to do that, you know what that brings? That brings discouragement. You know why? Because you can't do it on your own. No more than a farmer can grow a crop on his own. You know what? If a farmer could grow a crop on his own, their, their bushels, you know, their yields would be out of sight every year. If we could produce these things, if we could produce the the love and the joy and the peace and the patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. If we could do that on ourselves, produce it ourselves, you know what we'd do? We'd all be walking in that. We'd be joyous every day. We'd be happy every day. We'd be, there would be no unforgiveness. If we could produce this by ourselves, we'd just forgive everybody. But we can't do it on our own, no more than a farmer can do it on his own. So that's one thing, one of the obstacles. We think we, we, think we should do it on our own. We don't know that we can't do it on our own, but we can. So that's one, that's one error. The other error when it comes to growing fruit is we think it's all God's responsibility. It's all God. Well, if God, I, how, many of you, how many of you have heard this? Well, if God wanted me to have it, you know, if God wanted to be all bubbly and cheerful, I don't know. If God wanted me to forgive, he'd give me the strength and the power to forgive him, you know. But see, it's not all God either. You see, see, here it is. See, God has to, there has to be a place to put his word There has to be soil before there can be fruit. And your heart is the soil. When you hear that word, that word goes out and it goes in your heart. But then we have to do something with it. So so the two things is, we think it's all about us, that we have to do it on our own. And we can't do it. And then the other half of the camp thinks it's all about God. How many of you heard, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. How many of you have heard people say, and even said it yourself, you know, and probably years ago, I probably said it myself too, have heard people say, well, if God wants me to have it or wants me to do it, why, well, it'll happen. That is the biggest lie there is. I always like to use the example because people think that, well, if, if it's God's will, it'll happen. No, no, no. You know, the scripture says in three different places it says it's God's will for none to perish, but all come to the knowledge of Christ. Do you really think everybody's going to get saved? No. So just because it's God's will does not mean it's going to manifest in our lives. We have a part to play. And that part is abide. We have a picture Bring up that picture of that first tree. Look at this. Let me ask you one simple question. How long and how much fruit is that going to produce? What what do you mean none? It's got some green on it there. There's still green on it. Why won't won't that produce? Because it's not hooked to nothing, is it? It's on its own. It's, it's all by itself. It don't have no nutrients. It don't, it don't, have, no, it don't have what it takes. It don't have all, everything it takes to produce. And that's why many of believers go through life. They're separated from the nutrition and the, and the nourishment and, and everything that they need from God. They're separated from that. And they just don't know why they can't quit doing this and why they can't quit doing that and why they can't forgive. Well, it's real easy. They don't have what they need inside of them. They're separated from the vine. I'm almost done. Stay with me just another moment or two. But here's the thing. If we'll just stay hooked up to the vine... If if we'll just stay plugged in to the vine, show us that next clip. I don't know if you can see that or not, but this is a tree that's grown up around an old house. Now let me tell you what that there is hooked to a good root system. Look at just think just for a moment. Now look at that picture. Just think just for a moment. What, how many obstacles did that tree have to go, th- go through to get to where it is? Look at, look at the, the stones down here at the bottom. Look at all the, how much water and rainfall do you think that, tr- that tree got down to the roots? Not very many. It had struggle after struggle after struggle fighting for sunlight and fighting for nutrition and fighting for water just like many of us do in our lives. But see, it stayed, the difference between the two pictures is this one here stayed connected to the vine. And that's what will determine, ultimately determine your success as a Christian and your love and your joy and your peace if you stay connected to the vine. Amen. Amen, you guys aren't listening at all, are you? <clears throat> you see, many times we have we have people come into the church and they receive Christ and, and, and they're, they're ready to go, you know, and they're happy and they're joyful and all their burdens are put down and, and probably some of us have even been in that situation ourselves. And then a year later, they're completely gone. You know, and I have people tell me, well, they must have not been born again. And I don't think that's right. I think they was born again. I think they was saved. But the problem was, they didn't stay hooked into the vine. You know what? We're going we're to look in the weeks ahead. We're going we're to dive in. There's so many spiritual truths in this, in, in, the, in this scripture here. In John, there's so many spiritual truths. Let me, let me close up with this. Okay, so you have a tree, right? And you have multitude of branches. If one falls off and lands there, it's a branch, right? So in order for it to be a branch, it had to be connected to the... It had to be connected to the tree, right? If it was never connected to the tree, it wouldn't be a branch, right? Right? So see, it's very possible for us to be connected to the tree or connected to the vine and be separated from the vine after the struggles and trials of this world. Starts to make us weak and the wind blows and the and the devil comes and all of those things, they blow off and they we have them around our house all the time, limbs laying everywhere. What happened? The struggles and the things of this world got too strong and got too hard for them and they fell and hit the ground and they were separated from the vine. In the body of Christ happens all the time. Happens all the time. Well, I don't know why my mama got sick. I guess God just don't God's not who I thought he was. Oh, I don't know why, you know, why I ended up in divorce. I guess God's not who I thought he was. All kinds of situations that is not God's will that causes the branches to fall away from the vine and fall away from the food and the nutrients. That we need. Amen. Praise to him if you'll come, please. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hope you received this truth this morning. Very simply. Let me just think just for a moment. Now there's no condemnation in this. But what this is, this is a growth, this is a growth series. And if we can learn And understand the spiritual principles behind being connected to the vine. And the principles that many, many farmers already know. We can walk in the fruits of the Spirit. Let, let, Let me put it like this. Is there anyone here that does not want to walk in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Is there anyone here that doesn't desire that? I know one thing. We desire that for our children, don't we? (laughs) We desire that for our grandchildren. You know, most of the time, we just want our children to have a good life. Well, if you'll stay hooked up with me, and if you'll think about and meditate on these spiritual truths that we're going to look at you're going to be able to grow these spiritual fruit in your life. And I truly believe from today and I don't know how many weeks we'll go but six or eight weeks whatever it will be if you'll implement these spiritual truths in your life you will walk in love. You will have these spiritual truths manifested in your life. Does anybody want that? Anybody have a desire for that? Well, I don't know if you have a desire, but I have a desire for you to walk in that. So I encourage you. Pray about it through the week. Think about it through the week. You know, I'll tell you what. One of the best prayers that you will ever pray is so short. And it's, Lord... I need you. You see, God knows that you need him. But most of the time, we don't know that we need him. So if you have a need this morning, please come. Please come. If you never received Christ your Lord and Savior, please come. We want to pray with you. We want to lift you up. We want the Lord to minister to you. Please come if you have a need.